0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Oklahoma City Thunder got one of their best wins of the season against Boston. What does it look like for the Thunder moving forward with this formula of success as they continue to frustrate their
1: opponents? You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked
0: On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Stiles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show, Lothunderpod at gmo.com. On today's show brought to you by Game Time, we're diving into the most impressive win of the season over the Boston Celtics. The Thunder continue to frustrate their opponents and their formula to success is sustainable. How can they continue to thrive throughout this very tough January? We'll talk about it all on today's show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder Basketball, excited the new year. The holidays is over. We're back on track here. Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Go download the GameTime app, create your account, use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. So this game, it just felt different. I mean, OU is going to the SEC. It just meant more. The Thunder come in second in the West, 22 and 9. Boston came in 26 and 6 on a 6-game winning streak. Both teams legitimately fully healthy. You cannot get more healthy than these two teams are. The only players they missed were G-League assignees. And the building matched the energy of this game. The crowd was excited, was reared up even before tip-off. The players on the court We're playing as though it had playoff intensity. This game was crazy in the Thunder one. And, you know, there's been a lot of exciting Thunder wins this year. And eventually, we'll be able to look back with a clear picture and rank them all. You know, it's a daily podcast. We say daily through the summer, we'll have time. But it's hard to find a more impressive win than this one even beyond just the idea of, of you know being stuck in the moment. Because in this game, you saw every layer of the formula of success for the Thunder. And point number one, step number one of the formula of the recipe is to just frustrate the heck out of your opponent's it is so demoralizing playing the Thunder because you have a guy in SGA who will make unreal shot after unreal shot who there is no book to defend SGA and there is not going to be a book to defend SGA. There's just nothing you can do to contain him. And so as he continues to hit these unreal shots, what have the Thunder done? They've added two other guys in Chet and J-Dub who will hit throw-your-hands-up shots where you played excellent defense. You you could not have done your job any better, but the result still goes against you. So that's what you're dealing with. This three-headed monster where typically at least two of those guys are on the floor at any given moment, that's what you're dealing with whenever you're on defense if you're a Thunder opponent. And then you go on the offensive end. And not only are those superstar scores, you know, superstar score in SGA, giving 110% effort and is leading the NBA in steals and is is one of the best defenders in the league right now in this moment, but it's everyone. It's this swarming defense that can turn you over at a high clip, that can test shots incredibly well, that causes offensive fouls, whether it be charges or... Lou Dort finding the angle for the illegal screen, anticipating the screen. They can switch. there, there, is, there is no hunting ground for the opposition. You know, you, you look at this thunder team and, you know, even Josh Giddy, who is by far the weakest link defensively, because the thunder can switch so much and are so athletic that even if you want to hunt that matchup, it's not as though well that happens possession after possession because the Thunder can avoid it. The Thunder can protect their weakest link defensively. And so when you're playing this Thunder team and Shea hits a couple tough shots, Chet does something Chet like, Jadub just pulled off a mid range shot with everyone draped all over him. Then you come down defensively, you have a couple turnovers, right? You have a couple steals. You know, a couple blocks from Chet at the rim. And then you miss a few open looks, which is bound to happen in the course of an NBA game. And even the most experienced team, even the by far favorites to win the NBA championship and, and, and is on a historic clip to start this season in Boston, even they had moments in this game where it weird on them. And you start to walk up and down the court and give away free baskets and you start to press and take bad shots. Frustration is key for the Thunder right now. And my gosh, is it demoralizing if you're on the other side? Post-game after post-game, these opposition players get asked about the Thunder. They're one of the tox of the NBA landscape right now. One of the youngest teams, one of the most unexpected storylines, and frankly, one of the best teams in the NBA. And every player This time, the the highlight comes from Derek White. Every player continues to share this same sentiment, that the Thunder are coming, that the Thunder are a really good team, but that the Thunder are an incredibly tough team to guard. And Derek White says, quote, the entire NBA is trying to figure out how to defend the Thunder. That is a a direct quote from from, from Derek White. No one knows what to do with this team. There is no simple solution. There is no, no great strategy. Because at the end of this game, when Boston, again, who's played in NBA Finals, who's the favorite to go back to the NBA Finals this year from the Eastern Conference, when they give you their best punch, when they get it down to a five-three-two point game, who hits that dagger shot to turn this into a free throw contest? It was J-Dub. In the paint with Jason Tatum draped all over him. You you survive an SGA step back where he misses that step back. You get the ball into j hands, and, and, and you like what you're seeing with him being the one to drive an SGA, not having the ball. But guess what? He can make those shots too. He can close out the game too. He deserves a cup of coffee too because coffee is for closers. You have an entire team that is brewing a pot of coffee right now because at any given moment, they can hit big shots and they can make winning plays. Chet Holmgren, couple massive clutch threes to keep the Celtics at an arm's length for as long as you can in the fourth quarter. And the Thunder saw both things unfold at one time. They saw a first half that was back and forth, and they end up losing the first half and are down by three at intermission. Then they ratchet it up, have a dominating third quarter where they win the third quarter 40 to 25 as they come out on a 10-0 run. And then the start of the fourth quarter actually goes their way. They don't only survive the nice SGA minutes, but they thrive in them. And then here comes Boston. Again, one of the best teams in the NBA and just everything that the Celtics are. They, The Thunder once got up by 18 points. Then it was a one-possession game. And so through seven ties, through two lead changes, the Thunder were able to handle the counterpunch, to handle the Celtics' best shot. There is no qualifier. There is no asterisk. There is no, well, what about? The Celtics came into Oklahoma City wanting to win a basketball game fully healthy, giving you the best that they had, and it was not enough. And this young Thunder team, again, handled that Celtics run in the fourth quarter, handled that Celtics run in the second quarter, handled some questionable calls. And I only point that out because think of how easy it is to let the emotions take over. There are very few players on this roster who have played in games even of this magnitude. We talk a lot about postseason experience and that they lack that. But even games like this, where you know the NBA world is checking it out, where you know it's going to be what's talked about tomorrow. There was no football on today. You're going to have to talk an NBA and this was the best game of the night. And and when you have a few breaks go against you, like some of the whistles did down the stretch for this young of a team to compartmentalize that just shows that there isn't much more to see before you make that next leap. I I think that everyone's waiting for the other shoe to drop on the thunder. I don't think it's going to drop because they can handle situations like this. I know that in the age department, they're young. I know that in the games played department, they're young, but there's just something uncommon about their mindset. There's something uncommon about their, their processing of a basketball game, of, of their savviness, of their basketball IQ, whatever you want to call it. There's something uncommon about their camaraderie. There's something uncommon about their goals and their mindset heading into games like this. And even like you know, games after this, it would have been so easy for every player to come in there riding a high after beating the Celtics. But the kind of levels never changed in the, in the post-game press conferences or after the game at all. In fact, Chet Holmgren stole Bill Belichick's line of being focused on Atlanta, which is happening in less than 24 hours. They're on a plane right now going to Atlanta on a bird out there to, to the ATL. But what else do you need to see? What more can the Thunder do? They can't can't fake their birth certificates, folks. They can't hack basketball reference and add in 200 games played. But what they can do is they can beat the best team in the NBA right now who just now suffered their seventh loss. What they can do is they can beat the best team in the Western Conference Right now in Minnesota, what they can do is they can beat the reigning champs in Denver twice in the last month. What they can do is they can snap the Clippers nine game winning streak. What they can do is they can beat the New York Knicks on the second night of a back to back. What they can do is they can beat the Brooklyn Nets and hold right now the best and longest winning streak in the NBA. Stop focusing on what the Thunder physically cannot do. They physically cannot go play in a playoff series tomorrow, they physically cannot go and be born earlier every time they've been tested and granted permission to play in a high stakes game, they've risen to the occasion. This is just a good basketball team. This is just a team that is able to beat anyone and play with anyone. And if you said that about any other team in the history of basketball, you would call that team contenders. And that's what this team is. That's what this team is. Now, January's going to be tough, a lot of road games, back-to-backs, all that great stuff. But they've proven that nobody can just run them out of the gym, much less nobody can just pencil in a win over them. They've beaten the top teams, and they've taken care of the poor teams that they've played. They've done their job this season, and they're a game away from being the best team in the Western Conference, past the 30-game mark. They're still a long season ahead, you know, and, and they're still... A lot to unfold, but as of this moment, on January 2nd, now 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2024, the Thunder are contenders in the NBA. We'll talk more about this game coming up, but first, I want to say right now, about our good friends over at FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel's incredible. Go there right now to FanDuel.com slash locked on, and when you do, you can go ahead and place a $5 Moneyline bet why would you do that? But that's because new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. If you place that $5 money line bet and the money line is just who you think will win. So it's a very simple bet to make. You get 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose by going to Fandle.com slash locked That's Fandle.com slash locked So again, Win or lose, you get 150 bucks if you're a new customer at FanDuel by going to FanDuel.com slash lockdown. And, and the money line, I, I think, is the most fun uh, bet to make because it's just simply who you think, will when you're going to worry about numbers, you're going to worry about math. Right now, the Thunder are a pick 'em in Atlanta. And I know it's the second night back-to-back. And I know there's still a lot to unfold because the Thunder won't have to release an injury report until really late in the afternoon tomorrow. But you can hop in on that at FanDuel right now. Uh, if you want to. So go check them out today uh, at Fender.com slash lockdown. That's Fender.com slash lockdown uh, because the new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets uh, for placing that $5 money line bet, win or lose. It's a fantastic offer, especially as the NFL playoffs heat up and the college football national title is in less than a week. A lot of fun stuff, plus NBA, plus college basketball in the conference season. Go check them out today at Fender.com slash lockdown.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Also check out our Lockdown Sports Today YouTube channel, a 24-7 streaming service, streaming channel on YouTube of all of the latest and greatest breaking news from around the sports you love with our local experts. Uh, taking care of you. Let's talk SGA, who was named Western Conference Player of the Week before the game started, and he showed why he's the MVP right now. 36 points. Yeah, 33 through three quarters. Seven assists, a steal, zero turnovers. Think about how often Shea has the ball. And think about the attention, the gravity, the double teams, and, and just the force that defenses play against him. That zero turnovers is really impressive. 53% from the floor, three for five from deep. He was The the worst part about his game was his free throw shooting. And typically he shoots 90 plus percent from the charity stripe. In this game, just abysmal. Only shot 50%, you know, 50 something percent. Obviously not exactly 50, but five for eight from the free throw line. Uh, You know, just not a great free throw line game from him. But he did hit the clutch free throws to win the game for the Thunder. uh, To, you know, put that cherry on top for OKC. Uh, But still, that was the really only bad part about his game. And you can tell from the onset of, of like how much of a different energy that it looked like Shea had to play in this game. And, and you, know, the, you know, you can have the company line. You can have the, the oh, every game's important. Every game's a test. Every team, whatever, whatever. There are certain games where no matter how much you want to play it off, it is bigger. It is more important. It is juicier. And Shea had a different level of, of competitiveness even to begin this game against Boston. So uh, I thought that that was interesting to kind of see how he handled this game. And he is such a a crafty ball handler. The the ball handling and passing have been two of the biggest strides that he's made in his time in Oklahoma City as a young player all the way up until now. And it's a big part, and I think the biggest part of how it's impossible to deny him to get to his spots, because there's such a plethora of moves as a ball handler. And again, his improved playmaking and passing—if you do want to bring two and you or three or four at times—if you're if you're the opponent—he has a knack now for finding ways to get the ball to, to his open teammates from the behind-the-back passes to those spinning passes in the lane where he kind of surveys the floor, spins, and then delivers the ball, uh, and everything in between. Shea has now a a toolbox of passes to go along with his you know incredible scoring ability. I think that the angles he takes at the rim, we talk a lot about this stuff with Kyrie. Like Kyrie is one of the, one of the biggest examples of like when people are talking about angles and and, and the trajectory of the ball that he throws it up there and he is just incredibly special at doing so. But SGA is as well. SGA was really, really good at finding creases, finding the angles. And I think that SGA showed you that he's a stick shift. He can change gears at a drop of a hat and he's always changing gears. He has elite acceleration and deceleration, the best combo in the NBA to match the moment, to to process how the defense is shading him, how much space they're giving him, and react to, okay, should I try to just blow by this coverage, make the read, should I try to be more methodical uh, against this kind of player? And then just the ability to slam on the brakes at at, at a moment's notice In, in and of itself Freeze him up for easy buckets, and Derek White just had no chance at defending him. And there were times where even the camera caught, you know, SGA laughing or smirking at just some of the unreal shots he's able to pull off because just no one could guard him. No one could could stay in front. Nobody could could contain SGA. He had a couple step back threes fall, and he went hunting for that Derek White matchup, especially late in this game. He was a plus three, and I and I think that that goes to show. Again, the Thunder got it by sixteen points. He was a plus three. You know, uh, individual game plus plus minus is is not really great in general. But we're going to talk about that a lot today. But independent of that, just talking about him as a player, he is playing at an MVP level. But you also no longer fear the minutes where he's not on the floor. You're no longer sitting around going oh, I just hope they can patchwork their way to just survive, just survive. They're oftentimes able to even flourish a little bit without SGA on the floor and and not the way it sounds of of anything that SGA's done wrong, but just like instead of SGA leaving the game and the Thunder up by like, let's say five or six or seven, and he comes back and the game's tied or, or the Thunder on the wrong side, which is what has previously happened to SGA. Now, he has a really good chance of coming back in the game with the same score, you know, differential, but an even better chance now of coming back into the game with the Thunder uh, having gained ground, which is so abnormal from what the Thunder are used to uh, in his time in OKC. And if you gain any ground with SGF the floor, you know more often than not he's able to come in for the kill shot, and the game is just over. And you saw that all week long, where you know the Thunder were able to gain some ground in the fourth quarter with some tough Jada buckets, and then Shea comes in and just blows the game out of the water. And sayonara, the game's over like five minutes to go with four minutes to go three minutes to go but again the the clutch free throws even after missing some uh, abnormal ones early on the clutch free throws were able to end this game and get the win want to talk more about what we talked about on the last pod after the Brooklyn game of josh giddy making the adjustments because i think that if you if you were so consumed in this game and and you weren't paying like you know really really close minute attention you step back and you look at the box score and 23 points, six assists, eight rebounds, four for seven from three, 57% from the floor, plus 10. That in and of itself looks, looks like a fantastic Josh Giddey game, and you just think he was great in this game. But but I think that the important part from Josh Giddey's game was not the box score, was not the stats, and the stats are really good. But it was the adjustments that he made. In the first half, Josh Giddey was not good. and in, in the first half, It looked like a game where it's going to be tough to keep Josh Giddey on the floor because he had 10 points on 10 attempts. He had one assist, two turnovers, but he was massive on the glass. He, he, he sustained that throughout the 48 minute game. And he sustained that throughout the last two week stretch of being so crucial to the thunders rebounding battle, but beyond besides rebounding, he was really bad in the first half. And I think that part of it was just because Boston's a really good team. And when they throw the look at you, that teams have started to do of putting the center on Josh Kiddie, It's Kristaps Porzingis. It's like a really, really, really good rim protector. And so even if you want to attack that space that the center is giving you, you can't do it. For example, uh, you know, against Brooklyn, we talked about how he was able to get behind the action and, and get behind, uh, you know, the, the space and, and get easy layups. He had some, he had some great folders against Denver, but when the person giving you space is an elite rim protector, you can't just bow your head and, and plow right into KP at the rim. He's going to annihilate that shot. And he did a couple times early on. And so it just felt like, Hey, this is a totally different ball game. But to Josh Giddy's credit in the second half, he flipped the switch. He was able to get engaged, be decisive. And the third quarter, He shot four for four, had an and one, went two for two from three, three boards, five assists, 11 points, and a plus 14. So again, he had an and one and two for two from three on four buckets. Only one of those buckets did not produce four points. And and I think that, again, the adjustment was, hey, you got to the lane and got fouled for and one, number one. Number two, you got in the paint and did a little razzle-dazzle Dirk fade and finished it off there. And then you also hit your threes. And now, he's on a phenomenal pace. Uh, you know, last you know, five games, I believe it is, shooting 40% from three. That is not the most sustainable thing, right? But it's finding the other ways to score like he did in the third quarter. Uh, that, that was a big deal. And his, his presence was felt in the third quarter. And, and so I think that it was, what was impressive about Josh Kitty, again, is not like, oh, what a great game from Josh Kitty. It was the first quarter, happens the ball's tipped and he goes two for two in the corner immediately to set the tone for okc one was was from chet as a roller we'll talk about that coming up uh, another one was a sga driving kick two for two from the corner three but then again he struggled he shot a team high 10 uh shots in the first half boston loves that loves 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 that only hit four of them and boston was up three at the intermission and as part of that josh even kind of you know missed a a skip past SGA who wanted to walk back at the at a, a wide open three pointer, uh, and, and that's the inherent value of having Josh is that he can make that pass, but he's got to see it and, and deliver it. But I think it was just awkward. It was just an awkward matchup being KP who you can't just take advantage of at all. But he eventually adjusted and came out of the halftime break a totally different player, and really helped the Thunder get this win. And so I think that that more so is what's encouraging of if you can adjust in-game, if you can see the pictures in the first half, go talk about it at halftime, come back out and be a totally different player, then you can do that with a couple days off in the film room. You can do that with some communication and preparation and scouting. And we're sitting here in December and I'm not going to say Josh Giddy's even even been perfect in this good stretch of his the last couple of weeks, but this was when Josh Giddy hit his, hit his stride last year, the end of December, now January throughout January and into the rising stars game. That's where he hit his peak last year. Uh, The the beginning of the season was inexcusable and it was not up to Josh Giddy standards. It was not up to the thunder standards. It was not up to anyone's standards on the court. When we talk about basketball, but as we said back then, we've seen this song, different verse, same as the first. And if he can build some consistency, then you might see him round into form. And it, it's tough to keep in check sometimes because it feels like Josh G has been around forever. He's 21 years old. And again, just talking strictly on the court, a 21 year old basketball player who's never been defended like this in his life, you know, in terms in terms of basketball, defensive coverage, Giving him some time to figure it out isn't the worst thing in the world, and it's it's paid off over the last few weeks. Now, can that continue? Is this sustainable? We'll see. We'll see. But it worked out last year for the Thunder, uh, kind of letting him get into a stride around this time, as the entire team did around this time last year. Different story this season, where the Thunder have been accelerating uh, as a unit from start to finish. We'll talk more about this game coming up, including Chet Holmgren's just amazing performance in the bench. Was huge for OKC as well. But first, what's here right now? But good friends, over at Game Time, folks. Game time is an awesome place. And I think that today is an awesome game to use game time if you're in the Atlanta area. Because game time, what it is, is it is the best ticketing platform because it gives you the best user experience. You get the tickets right to your phone immediately, but it's the last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed with zone deals, with flash deals that are the reason why you should check out game time. And I think that today's game against Atlanta perfectly describes what the game time model is all about. Second night of a back-to-back, a a tedious, emotional, tough back-to-back for the Thunder to go home road after beating the Celtics down to the wire. And the Thunder won't have to release an injury report until 2, 3 o'clock. So you won't really know for sure who's in, who's out. So you're going to want to wait to see if you want to make your trip down to... A state Farm Arena, I believe they still call it. And so you can do that at game time because they have the last minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. So check it out today at game time. Go download the game time app, create your account, use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, just create your account, just redeem the code locked on at L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Go there right now by downloading the game time app today. And uh, you get last-minute tickets, the lowest prices guaranteed at the GameTime app. That's GameTime/slash Locked On. Check them out today.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, attacking Thunder basketball. Chet Holmgren was really good and and was really clutch in this game as well. But he he started the game out with his royal gravity, which we alluded to earlier. Uh, and, And to start the game, you know, Chet comes to the short corner, sets a screen for Josh Giddy, and then rolls to the rim. And that caused Christoph Persingis to, you know, freeze and then drop down to, to try to eliminate, you know, and take away Chet. But then it results in a wide open Josh Giddy three, and he was able to cash it in. And so it just adds to the layers of how complex it is to defend the center team in general, but also individually. We've talked about how tough it is to defend SGA. And now with Chet Holmgren, You look at what he is. You can't let him roll to the basket. You can't let him pop out for three. You've got to play high on him and pick him up high off the catch. He can blow past you off the dribble. He can navigate the pick and roll as a playmaker. He can go coast to coast off of a turnover, off of a block of his, and run the break flawlessly. What do you do against Chet Holmgren? And for a rookie to have the NBA like this 30 games in is stunning. He had a couple clutch third quarter and fourth quarter threes to counter each Celtics run and ends up with 14 points, three boards, seven assists, seven assists, four blocks, one turnover, three for five from three, 5 from 3 55 percent from the floor. He he swatted Jason Tatum with the rim so clean that all Tatum could do is laugh. And that play led to an SGA elbow jumper to really ignite the crowd. Another version of an energy-giving play, which creates momentum and swings basketball games. He, again, he runs the inverted pick and roll with SGA. It shifts the defense to where he's able to pop it out to Isaiah Joe for a wide open three. Big men should not be able to do that. Big men can't do that in the NBA most of the time. And he showed off an elite ability to play defense in space. He was on the perimeter with Jalen Brown, who tried creating on the ball, and he just swallowed up a Jalen Brown three that had no chance of going in with his awesome defense. Again, the four blocks, one block leads to a coast-to-coast, would have been bucket, but the, the Celtics fouled them. What can you do if you're defending Chet Holmgren? Because he's also able to get you in a more methodical way, where he's posted up at the elbow, waiting on the next action. Isaiah Joe cuts behind the defense. He feeds him a beautiful bounce pass for a slam. It cannot get more textbook easy than that. You can hit trailing threes. So even when you think he's out of a play, he's not. Chet Holmgren presents this entirely new dynamic, entirely new element to the NBA game and, and for the Thunder especially. And then you have to deal with Jalen Williams, who, who was relatively quiet for three quarters. You know, he had a three to start the second frame, which, which led to him breaking up an alley-oop and, again, gave a jolt to OKC those non-shame minutes, but j ends with 16 points, three steals, two blocks, bouncing back and forth, defending Tatum and Brown with a rebound and an assist, going two for two from three and 66% from the floor. But eight of those points came in the fourth quarter, including this exclamation point, monstrous, thunderous dunk that had the building shaking. Also, we mentioned it multiple times in the first segment, but like that mid-range shot over Tatum. Just unbelievable. Whenever you put it in the perspective of the possession before, S.J. comes down, that tries to step back three, which would have been the kill shot. The Celtics go score off that miss, and it would have been so easy for a Thunder team that just saw a 16-18 point lead wither away to play extremely tight, to play extremely nervous, and to fall to a team of the Celtics' caliber. But Jalen Williams, a second-year forward, second-year basketball player, frankly. He plays every position. Jalen Williams hits a mid-range shot over Jason Tatum in the paint to really send this one home. And I think that everyone brings their own best value. It's like a potluck of NBA skills. And one of those skills is the emotions that Jada wears on his sleeve because somebody on this team has to do it. It not only gets your own players fired up, it gets the crowd fired up, and it just makes everything feel more you know, kind of raining down on, on the opposition. So this wasn't the 30-point game that he had earlier this week, but it was still a really good j game. Lou Dort was massive, 9 points, 8 boards, 3, 3 blocks, and a steal, but he had a huge offensive foul drawn uh, against the Celtics uh, late in the game to end their possession. And every in-possession when you're facing off with with White and and Porzingis and Tatum and Brown, every in-possession down the stretch matters a lot. The margin of victory was a few points. The margins are so slim in the NBA, especially when you're playing a team like the Celtics, that those offensive foul possessions that that, that you just get to to end all possessions before the actions even start, you cannot kind of uh, overstate those. Isaiah Joe, 10 points off the bench, three boards, two for three from three, perfect inside the arc. There's two things about Isaiah Joe. He's always going to be moving. He's always going to be relocating. It's going to get him easy buckets at the three-point line, off of cuts. But what he's added to his game this year is he is by far a more advanced ball handler and by far more advanced of navigating the pick and roll as a ball handler. And that set up some mid-range opportunity. That set up some playmaking opportunity for him. And it's helped kind of round out his game. Kaysen Wallace had a tough step back midy on his way to five points, three assists, and a steal. He had a rebound that he truly created on the offensive end. Created at out of thin air. Goes up on three Celtics, gets an offensive board. Get a really awesome creative pass in the air to get a dump off to, to Kinrich for an easy slam. And Kinrich Williams was great in setting the tone. He was the first sub off, sub off the bench. He goes, gets a charge, goes, gets a rebound, goes, gets a bucket. Boom, boom, boom. Right off the bench for Kinrich Williams. This was a complete team effort, a massive win, and the MVP of this game is SGA. And we get to do it all over again in less than 24 hours. So on Thursday's show, let's recap the Hawks game. On Friday's show, let's open up the mailbag for the first time in a while. And on Saturday's show, oh yeah, Nets recap time. So a lot to get to still this week. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.